When I was raped at the age of 15, the trauma affected my dating and intimate life all the way into adulthood until Jesus came into my life and redeemed me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Sean Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers, and a real God. Now, listener discretion is advised, as some of the contents of this show are meant for a mature audience only. Now, we've been talking about the trauma from rape victims, and how most rape victims don't say anything or do anything because of something called self-blame, where they blame themselves for the rape occurrence. And in our last couple of shows, we had Kendra Valeschini, who shared with us how a young boy her age, when she was 15, raped her in kind of like a camping home when she snuck out innocently to hang out with him and some friends. It was such a traumatic experience that she blamed herself afterwards for the event. In our last show, she explained how that thinking continued on to every relationship she would have. She wouldn't want to have sex with him, but she just went with it and couldn't muster up enough to say no because the first time that happened, she always felt like it was her fault. So again, every single time, compounding guilt, compounding shame. Eventually, she was introduced to pornography by a boyfriend, and that was something that gave her a sense of control. She also shared with us in our last show that she was in a pit of sorrow and came to the point of just being lonely and wanting to end her life. And then today, she's going to talk about how she overcame all of that. Kendra, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Now, Kendra, I understand that your mom became a Christian when she went through a divorce and that you left the church and that you got into like a karaoke party scene. What happened? Yes. So my mom, after she went through a divorce, it was really hard on her. And I had been going to church at the time. So I invited her to go to church with me Mm. and she went in head first and just really Mm. gave her life to Jesus. But at that time, the church, they were asking me to talk to my dad and kind of wanting me to be a part of trying to reconcile my parents. Hmm. The divorce was really hard on me too. And I was trying to just kind of deal with the fact that my parents weren't together anymore. Mm -hmm. So I just felt all this pressure and being a part of the karaoke party scene. I kind of was wondering if that had affected my parents' divorce. And so a little bit more of this self-blame kind of started coming in Uh, and I said, you know what, I can't take this anymore. And I completely left the church and just dove like face first into the party scene, into the bars and the nightlife. Wow. So like you're going to church, but you weren't really like a, you didn't have a relationship with God at this time. You're just kind of going as like a social thing. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. When I had contemplated suicide, I was listening to the radio and I'd hit a Christian radio station and it stopped me in my tracks. And listening to that station, I realized that God loved me. I had that feeling just I was loved by God and I couldn't end my life. So I started seeking and I did end up going to a church, but I hadn't had that 
change. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand who Jesus was. Right. I wanted it, but I didn't understand it. Now tell me a little bit about the karaoke party scene. As you just left the church and you're just like, whatever. Was it more of the same, just getting into relationships left and right? Or what was that like? I've always loved to sing. And I was blessed with a gift of singing and getting into the karaoke scene, I got a lot of attention. Mm. So when I'd sing on stage, I would turn heads, especially men. Mm. And I felt like I had this sense of control again Mm. from the stage kind of a thing. And I was kind of feeding in on that attention and kind of using it to give myself some sort of self-value, I guess you could say. Wow. And I understand you started getting sick of men. So like, it was more like I can control them rather than them controlling you. Is that right? Yes. So it kind of became this thing of if you can't fight them, join them. So I kind of started to understand the game maybe that was going on. And Mm -hmm. I'd gotten bitter and I'd hardened my heart. And I said, all right, then I'm going to do it too. And if this is just who I am, then I'm going to get good at it. And I would leave them before they could break my heart and leave me. And I would date guys I didn't really have much interest in. So if they did leave me, I wouldn't really care. I kind of got into this weird thing of self-preservation, trying to preserve myself from any kind of pain or heartbreak that could come my way. Now, when was the moment you got so sick of this lifestyle and that you really did seek true change? I was deep in the porn again, and I was... In this crazy party scene, I loved music. I had this huge record collection. I had all these instruments and things, and I was just diving deep, deep into that. And I remember I would be going to the bar, the karaoke bar, and I would start leaving a little earlier every night and a little earlier every night. And I just kind of would drink less and less. And I just kind of got sick of the drunk guys hitting on me. And I just kind of started weaning myself out of there. And it was one night I was sitting in my apartment. And I saw all my instruments, all this music, all this stuff. And I just felt like I was sitting in a garbage can. Mm. My eyes were kind of open to like this filthy lifestyle that I had gotten myself into. And that's when I started to seek the change. Wow. So how did you come to know Christ? I understand that he was the one who really was the one birthing this change. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. So my mom had gotten remarried. She married a Christian man and... Just by watching their lifestyle, I saw the peace. I saw the joy. I saw the love that they had in their life. And I said, I want that. I see. And I knew because of the time I'd gone to church before, I knew where they were getting it. And so when I had sat in my room and I'd seen that filth, I knew I got to get rid of this stuff. And I could not get it out of my house fast enough. I was giving instruments away. I was just giving stuff away. And it was Jesus. Absolutely. It was seeing him, his life, him change my mom and seeing what it had done in her life and saying, that's what I want. That's powerful. That's so encouraging, you know? So how did this relationship with Christ change how you felt about the trauma of your rape incident when you were 15? I started to understand that it wasn't my fault. Wow. I started to understand that I could look at myself at that age and see my vulnerability see the responsibility that that boy had. And Jesus kept showing me like who I really am and Mm. who I can be through him. Wow. Now, so your value then, what do you understand about your value today versus the past? How would you say that has changed since you truly gave your life to Christ? Oh my gosh. 
because he died for me, that kind of love that gives my life value. That gives my life Mm. purpose. And I can live for that and through that when before it was all up to me. So if I did something wrong, I would blame myself and kind of fall into this pit where now it's like, I live my life because of him, because he died for me. And the value doesn't come from me. The value comes from him. So I am not dependent on myself anymore. Wow. So I'm sure this changed all of your relationships at this point. And I understand that God gave you a desire for marriage and purity at this point. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. And I have a better understanding of what marriage is and what purity is and what it means to be loved because Uh when you know that love from God, it changes how you can love other people Uh and how other people can love you. It's a completely different kind of love than anything I had thought of when I was dating all those other guys and falling into that cycle. This is a love that laid down his life. (laughs) Kendra, that's so powerful. Your story is a great story of restoration of what evil can take from us, but then how God can restore it. So again, Kendra, thanks so much for being real and so vulnerable so that we can learn how precious the healing you got through Jesus and how it can happen for somebody else. So thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you so much for having me. Hold on. I'm going to speak into your life right after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it is very sad how Kendra got so fed up with everything that bitterness crept into her heart and she started using men before they could use her. She wanted to break their hearts by trying to make them fall in love with her and then ditch them like all those men who ditched her in her past. As you can see, trauma, pain, and unresolved unforgiveness will result in bitterness where you literally become jaded. It is written in ancient writings in Hebrews 12, 15 through 16. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. You can see, this is what happened to Kendra. She literally had the root of bitterness come upon her. Though she was a victim, now she became the victimizer and defiling many along with how she felt she was defiled. But what was the answer? The answer was simple and profound. She found out her real identity, that her identity was not the trauma that happened to her in the past, but that now she's truly a child of God through believing in Jesus. 
Now you might ask, how does this work? Well, according to ancient scripture, coming to know Jesus as your savior, you literally get healing and like a brand new life. It is written in Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. You see, in Christ, your old life can be buried. And as Christ was raised from the dead, as you plant your old trauma and let it die in the ground, your new life will begin. But only in Christ does this exist. If you have old trauma, you find yourself in bitterness. You can walk in newness of life. What does that mean? That means you can walk like it never happened. You can walk as if the trauma is but a vague memory, but the effects no longer harm you. They don't define who you are. Friend, you are valuable. Lord Jesus, we're turning to you. And I come to you for the person who's gone through trauma and who feels like it's defined who they are. And Lord Jesus, instead, we want that to be buried into the ground. And let us right now walk into that newness of life. I speak newness over your life right now in Jesus' name. Let the new resurrection power of Christ be activated in you. Jesus, we receive that power right now in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.